Hello, and welcome to the Psych in Business podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Ernest Wade. All right, so last week we talked a little bit about authentic leadership, and one of the main components of authentic leadership was self-awareness for leaders. And this week, I want to dive a little bit deeper into self-awareness because I see objective self-awareness as one of the basic elements that all leaders should really have. It's really foundational to great leadership, so much so that the great philosopher Socrates said, know thyself. Nowadays, it's often seen as a component of emotional intelligence and really is a prerequisite for things like self-regulation and self-control. How can you regulate your emotions, your behaviors, your actions? How can you control how you respond if you don't really have a good awareness and understanding of who you are and what influences the decisions and behaviors and actions that you engage in? So if you don't know yourself well, if you don't understand your behaviors and actions, why you do what you do, what triggers you, what motivates you, what encourages you, what frightens you, you'll not be able to recognize, regulate, or control them. And so again, really important that you really engage in self-understanding for self-awareness. It's the basis for so many things. So as I've mentioned, I love learning and I love research. And I often lean on the shoulders of those who do research. And as usual, I dove into research around self-awareness. And I found some interesting things. So research shows that those with a greater sense of self-understanding and awareness are more confident and creative. They make better decisions, they build strong relationships, and they communicate more effectively with their teams and their employees. Research also suggests that those with greater sense of self-understanding and awareness make more effective leaders with more satisfied employees and profitable organizations. So there is a line right from self-awareness that can be drawn through leadership, employee engagement, and organizational profitability. Now, on the other hand, research also shows that leaders with low self-awareness demonstrate and engage in behaviors that cause toxic environments and engage in destructive leadership behaviors. They also cause low employee engagement and increase resistance to the leader from their employees or their teams or their followers. However, even though most people believe they are self-aware, Research shows that only about 10 to 15% of people actually fit the criteria for full self-awareness. And that's because self-understanding and self-awareness is not an easy thing to do. To know yourself well is not something that is easily attained. So let's start by defining what we mean when we're talking about self-awareness. But I think we need to start first with self-understanding, which is a needed part for self-awareness. So as always, I like to take the definition from the American Psychological Association, and they define self-understanding as the attainment of knowledge about the insight into one's characters, including your attitudes, your motives, your behavioral tendencies, your strengths, and your weaknesses. And this really leads us to self-awareness, which is defined as a reflective state of self-focused attention in which a person evaluates themselves and attempts to attain correctedness and consistency in beliefs and behaviors. Again, the reflective state of self-focused attention, so paying attention to yourself, where you evaluate yourself so that you can try to basically make sure that 
you are consistent in your behaviors and your beliefs. That's really what we're talking about when we talk about self-awareness. Now, I think it's important to acknowledge and understand that there are some limitations with achieving self-awareness. It's not an easy thing to do to look at yourself, to examine yourself, to look at the, the disparity between your ideal self, who you want to be, and who you actually are. So research shows that there are actually two levels of self-awareness. So there is internal self-awareness, which really comes from a self-understanding. It represents how we clearly see our own values, our passions, our aspirations, our reactions, our uh, thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors, our strengths, our weaknesses. It's really understanding who we are, what makes up how we behave, and what really influences our decisions, our actions, our, all of those things, our behaviors. It's also associated with higher job and relationship satisfaction, personal and social control, and happiness. It's negatively related to anxiety, stress, and depression. So the lower your self-awareness, the higher your anxiety and stress and depression levels might be. Basically, we're talking about your mental health here. So the question that I like to think of, the question here is, how do you see yourself as a leader? How would you answer the question, what kind of leader are you? This is what we're talking about when we're talking about internal self-awareness. How aware are you? Are you aware enough to be able to answer that question? And to what degree would you answer that accurately? I mean, we're talking about how we want others to see us. You know, usually it's how we actually see ourselves. How honest can you be in that? The second is external self-awareness, which is more about understanding how others view us. But the main way that they develop this is by observing and or experiencing us through our behaviors, our actions, our interactions with them. And the question here is, how do your employees see and experience you as a leader? How would they answer the question, what kind of leader is your boss, your colleague, your teammate? I think we also need to acknowledge that this can be hard to find out as a leader for a few reasons. First, because of the virtue of the level that you are as a senior leader, you have fewer people around you who can provide you that honest feedback that can really tell you the truth. Second, the more powerful you are as a leader, especially with the people that you want to give you feedback, the less comfortable they'll be giving you that feedback because they know that if you don't like their feedback, you have great influence over their careers, over their finances, over their bonuses. And so it can be very difficult to get people to give you honest feedback if you are a direct supervisor of theirs and have direct influence on their careers. The other thing here is that as leaders gain power, they can be less willing to get feedback, less willing to ask for it or accept it from their employees. I came across some interesting research that I want to share while I was looking into this. There's research that has found four typical examples of self-awareness, four basic categories, and it puts it on a dimension of low to high uh, internal self-awareness versus low to high external self-awareness. So starting with low internal self-awareness and low external self-awareness, you're looking at what we call the seekers. Now, these individuals don't yet know who they are or what they stand for, and generally as a result they might feel stuck or frustrated because they're not really sure who they are or how other people see them. 
And this can sometimes impact their performance and their relationships. They just are in this frustrated state where they can't move forward because they, there's no clear sense of who they are as a person or how they're even perceived by others. Now, moving on to individuals who have a high external self-awareness, but a low internal self-awareness, these are called the pleasers. I'm sure that you have seen these individuals before. They can be so focused on appearing a certain way or trying to fit into what they believe other people expect of them that they overlook what matters to them. And over time, they make choices that aren't necessarily consistent with who they are internally because they're trying to please others. They're trying to fit into that external self-awareness of other people. Now we move on to those who have high internal self-awareness, but a low external self-awareness. And this person is called an introspector. And they are pretty clear, basically, usually on who they are internally and have a pretty good understanding of who they are and why they do what they do. But they don't go beyond that. They don't seek help in terms of identifying their blind spots, getting feedback about their external perceptions or behaviors. And this can harm their relationships with other people. It can limit their ability to interact well with other people. Now, the people who are high in internal self-awareness and high in external self-awareness are basically considered to be aware. They usually know who they are. They they know what they want to accomplish. They know what, what motivates them. They understand what goes going on internally, what their values are, but they also seek out other people's opinions of themselves. These leaders begin to become more fully realized because they have a true understanding of who they are internally, what motivates them, what drives them, but also they also have a clear picture of how they're perceived externally. Now, this is this is a really useful dynamic because I think the bottom line is that it shows that the self-awareness isn't a one truth. It's more of a sliding scale. And really, for each individual, it's about what the balance is for you. How much balance should you give to your internal self-awareness versus your external self-awareness? It's really important that you balance those viewpoints because sometimes they're not consistent. So how do you become self-aware? So how can self-awareness help you? Well, self-awareness can help leaders understand their biases. You can understand why you're behaving in a certain way, your tendencies towards one thing versus other things, or certain people versus other people. It can help you understand others as well, because engaging in that self-awareness, that self-understanding, develops that skill that you can then use to help you understand other people. It can improve your decision-making. It can help you build growth. And really build trust, which we've talked about as one of those essential things that you want to have as a leader. How do you get self-awareness? I think the first thing that you need to do is you need to take the time to be introspective. You need to reflect on your actions and your behaviors. Make sense of your own experiences. Take the time to think through your daily activities, your daily behaviors, and try to understand why. Ask why. Why did I say that? Why did I behave in this way? I used to do this a lot more than I than I do now, and I should probably go back to it. But I used to have this exercise where at the end of the day, I would go through most of my activities, most of my conversations, and try to analyze them, try to really think through them and determine if I behaved appropriately and try to understand what led to certain actions or behaviors or statements. And I found that really helpful. It, it really helped me to grow as an individual engaging that activity. And that activity is something that I would definitely recommend. And I I think I will definitely go back to doing that more often. The next one is seek professional help. It can sometimes be very challenging to try to understand yourself 
without the help of someone who is well-trained and can provide you that assistance either through coaching or if it elevates to it, maybe therapeutic services, maybe getting someone who can help you really dig into your, your life and help you understand some of the motivations and behaviors and your actions. The next one we've talked about a little bit is seeking that feedback. And we know that there's some challenges that can be associated with seeking feedback. But building a cadre of friends, family, coworkers, people who can provide you that open and honest information. And here you want to look for consistency. If, if more than one person is saying it, it might be something you really want to pay attention to. And the last one that I'm going to throw in here is observation. Take the time to observe how others respond and react to you. How do they behave when you come around? How do they respond when you say things? These can be clues to help you understand how you are being perceived by others. So the takeaway here is, is really simple for today. I would say, ask yourself, how well do you understand yourself, including your attitudes, your motives, your behaviors, your tendencies, your strengths, your weaknesses? And then I would ask, would others agree with your self-assessment? If you can take that objective step back, would others agree with your self-assessment? And then the last step is find out. Seek feedback. Get that external feedback. Build that external self-awareness. All right. So as always, I hope this has been helpful and I hope you will join us next time.